You're listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. I'll be your tale teller, JC. This is Elf of the North Star, Part 2. This will be the last episode for a while, and of Season 1, as I'll be moving to a Dittmer's Hemisphere soon. Multiplane Tales will be back better than ever later this year. And dear listener, if you'd like me to tell your tale, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Alfie, come on out, I yelled, waking up once again in the open field. We don't have much time. Listen to me, very carefully. The two sigils on your back are there to protect you. One helps keep your magical energy contained. The other is to lower it. Wait, to lower it? Yes, lower it. You are sick. When your magic touched the stone, I felt it. Your magic is flowing out of you, and it's out of control. I had to do something about it. Otherwise, they would have found us. This way, we can at least have some time to get you trained up before they catch wind of you. Wait, wait, wait. This is way too much. Way too fast. Like I said, we don't have much time. I won't be able to do this again for a long while. It takes a lot of my magic. The howling was the hounds, specially trained and bred blink dogs that hunt you by following your scent of your magic. Once they get your scent... They won't stop hunting you in your dreams until they bring you back to their master. Wait, master? Who is their master? An elf named Sylvander. A lich who hunts people with strong magic and takes over their bodies. Just a second. How do you know all this? I said as I slowly backed away. Regrettably, I was one of his earlier familiars. After his first attempt at jumping bodies, it nullified our contract, and he enslaved me. After a century... I was able to escape when he jumped bodies after a rough fight against a party of adventurers. The field visibly started to rot and darken. No, no, no! The damn dogs got your scent before I could set the sigil. You need to wake up! Now! Wake up! As Alfie started yelling for me to wake up, I noticed black dogs sulking in rotten grass. I got up to turn and run, then noticed more. They didn't seem to hear Alfie at all. Alfie, it looks like we might be in trouble. I'm not waking up. And they have us surrounded, I whispered frightened. What do we do now? I didn't want to do this so soon, but we have no choice. Stomp on me. What? You're insane. No way. You'll die. Then I'll be alone with those mutts. The hounds growled and blinked closer. They were all about 20 feet out. I could see them baring their teeth and drilling, as if they had found a plump rabbit to feast on. Just do it. Your magic will save us, but you have to trust me. Right now, this is the only way! I slowly lifted my foot, to not draw too much attention, and brought it down on Alfie. I felt a crunch under my bare foot, and saw Alfie's blood start seeping into the soil. Okay, magic. Any time now. Hello? I worriedly blurted out as the dog slowly started creeping towards me. Alfie, what's- At that moment, the ground below started to rumble. It took the dogs by surprise, making some of them stumble a bit. Seconds after, a skeletal hand shot from the ground in front of me, then another, and another. Multiple hands shot up from the ground all around me, and undead started crawling their way out. I somehow felt at peace and was not afraid. The dogs, on the other hand, all took a few steps back. The leader of the pack let out a low growl and started forward again. In a flash, it was gone, and I felt something heavy hit my back and force me to the ground. I could feel the dog's hot breath on my neck. It started to growl louder. Then it was suddenly yanked off my back, yelping. Looking back, I could see a larger skeleton had grabbed the dog by the neck 
and it was in the process of throwing it across the field when it blinked out and appeared with its pack. It let out a loud howl. In that instant, all hell broke loose. The hounds lunged at the skeletons in front of them, but the undead army stood its ground. The dog bites seemingly getting no response as the undead held the line. I felt something on my shoulder and looked over. The larger skeleton from before was monitoring for me to get on his shoulder. Jump on! Let's get out of here! He said, seemingly unharmed. What happened? You're okay? Yes, let's get going before more come. Your family can hold them off for now. Excuse me? My family? I whipped my head around and landed on two undead that was taller than the rest by a good few inches. As soon as my eyes rested upon them, I could feel tears starting to form and I had to wipe them away quickly. Before I could say anything, I was lifted by my shirt and the skeleton took off. We hit the tree line and two hounds blinked in front of us. The skeleton ran into them and tripped, sending everyone flying. Damn it, your magic still isn't strong enough for us to have a fighting chance, he said from the top of my head. I quickly stood up, grabbed one of the bones that scattered next to me, and took off farther into the forest. Okay, listen to me. If any one of them come across us, we're done. So just as you see one blink in, slice at it with the bone. When you do, imagine pulling all your energy into it, then light it. Again, pull your magic into it, then imagine lighting it up. I have just enough magic for you to do it twice. So again, pour it in, then light it up. I kept repeating his instructions in my head as I ran through the riding forest. A hound blinked in front of me, and I went to swing, but nothing happened. I did it! I swear I did it! Damn it! I yelled as I went for another swing. In an instant, the bone in my hand grew longer. Then it lit up with a green flame. As I came to the end of my swing, the green flame shot off the bone and found its mark on the dog's hind leg. Instantly, a wound opened up where the flame struck and the dog's leg started to rot. It yelled and cried out in pain as it fell on its side and the flame started to spread, opening up more wounds and rotting the dog from the inside till only bone remained. Quick! Plunged a bone into its heart. I ran over and stabbed down, being invigorated as the dog's life energy flowed into me. The bones on the ground went from normal white to a ghostly green. As the bones changed color, small plants started to form on them and tie the bones back together. At the moment, the dog was now back up and moving, being held together by the foliage and the plant life that grew out of it. Okay, that's good we now have ourselves in. I had fallen off the bed, tangled in covers. The bone that I had used on the dog clutched in my hand. I quickly stored away the bone and gathered the few things I had. The cool night breeze filled my lungs as I opened the window, ready to leave. As I rounded the building and started heading toward the woods, I was startled by a thud landing next to me. Pale, I turned towards the noise. It was a dagger. Wherever you're going, I think you'll need this. What? How? I've seen that look on many people's faces. Sooner or later... Whatever it is you're running from will catch up to you, and you'll need that dagger. I picked the dagger up and pulled it out. It was a large heavy blade with a gold and silver snake design on the hilt, with the head leading up meeting at the pommel. I can't take this. It's too much. If it helps, think of it as a goodbye gift. No, a see you later gift, he says, winking at me. He spins around and starts heading back inside. I was about to call out to him, but it just didn't feel right. So I clutched the dagger and whispered thanks as I took off into the forest. I had left the farm two days ago, and the following night, I had a nightmare. I felt stuck. Everything was moving so fast around me, 
I couldn't tell what was going on. The image in front of me settled, and I was speechless. It was the farm, up in flames, Giovanni's head on a stake, the hounds all watching a dark figure with their back towards me. Shut a shame, said the figure. Continue the search, he yelled, snapping his fingers. I woke up in a cold sweat, and it was still dark out. I looked frantically around, then took off back towards the farm. When I made it back, the farm was in ruin. Charred remains of the building stood, Giovanni's head exactly where I had seen it. I ran over, as my vision got teary and made it hard to see. That was the last thing I remember from that day. Alfie tells me that a blast of magical energy shot out of me into Giovanni. Then the same thing that happened with the dog happened to him. The undead Giovanni just resumed his work on the farm, as nothing had happened. It has been a few centuries now. I have rebuilt the farm, and Giovanni still tends to it. We found him, I heard a raspy voice say in my head, Sylvander. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to submit your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. And if you could, please share this with all your friends and family across the multiplanes. Again, thanks for listening, and you'll hear me again 